ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Grand Slam Podcast, episode 53. We are back for another season to talk some baseball. I am your host, Moneymaker Chris, and joined as always by the one and only Mr. Jay Giles. Jay, how you doing here tonight? I'm doing good. What's up, everybody? I'm glad to be back. Uh, new season of baseball. Yes, a brand new season of baseball. Lots of things to talk about here tonight. So you ready to start it? Yes, sir. It's been a wild off season. I mean, I didn't even think we'd be having baseball the way things are going. I mean, this is opening week. Opening day is uh, this Thursday on the 7th. But... For the longest time, the players were locked out. This was like an ongoing saga throughout the course of the offseason, just the back and forth between the players and the owners. And I honestly, I don't know how you felt, Jay, but I figured at some point that we'd get a deal done. But the way things were going, I was not expecting us to have baseball this season. I wouldn't think we were going to have a show this season. I didn't think we were going to have anything because it just seemed like, you know, they had all these deadlines and it's back and forth, it's back and forth, you know, oh, you know, got to have a deadline here or we're not going to have a season or we're going to start, you know, cutting games and everything. But they finally reached the deal. We are having baseball. I kept saying, I said, look, the only baseball you're going to get this season is on MLB The Show. Buy the MLB The Show game. That's the only baseball you're going to get this season. But we're finally having baseball. But um, how do you feel about whole this whole back and forth we've had with this, you know, strike and then finally reaching the deal and just the back and forth, but just the craziness we had this offseason with um with Major League Baseball? Uh, well, I mean, it's always weird when sports um, leagues they go through this whole well. You know, the league wants something. The Players Association wants something. Um, when people, I, I don't know, I guess maybe they they feel like, well, one of us has to have the upper hand. And if we don't get what we want, well, the fans will suffer. Because that, that's really what it is in a nutshell. It's like when they, when they lock out and you know, strike and everything like that, the fans are the ones who really suffer. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. It's, I mean, of course, we remember what happened back in, what, 94, you know, the original, mm-hmm. you know, strike and everything. And it's like, why was that even a thing? And, and it mm-hmm. seems like every time, you know, it comes up for these renegotiations between the, you know, the Players Association and the league, it's always, well, we want this, we want that. And, all right, well, if you're not willing to give me what I want, you know, there's no season, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like, just, okay, from the player's standpoint, I feel like, well, it is a, it's supposed to be a player's league. So what's the problem with giving them what they want? You know, because they're the ones who play all of these games. You know, what's the problem with, you know, trying to make things more comfortable for the players when it's them that's going out there putting themselves? Because at the end of the day, you know, however they, however they cut it, you know, 
the play if the players don't play, then the teams don't make any money, don't make revenue and everything for the owners. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still money coming in for the owners, however they look at it. So mm-hmm. I never understood this whole thing of from an owner standpoint of well, we're gonna or from the league standpoint, well, we're gonna, you know, basically not give the players what they want. It's what we want. It's like, what do you really want? Because all you should care about is making money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if the if the players were like it's just keeping it with baseball, hey, we want a universal uh designated hitter. What's the problem with that? Mm-hmm. What what is the real problem with that? Or we want, you know, whatever it's like they not asking for like ridiculous stuff when you think about it. It's like just just give us what we want and and, and right. that's it. We'll play. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh no, it's 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 always a weird thing whenever leagues have these um have these you know things come up and negotiations and and there's a, this whole back and forth and yeah, it's always weird. But at the end of the day, they came to a compromise and yeah we got opening day is gonna be what this thursday so yeah this thursday yeah we got opening game this thursday so at the end of the day after all that back and forth and all these gotta meet these deadlines and everything we're finally getting um baseball but uh, some of the things that were in the new deal um they increased the minimum player salary from five hundred seventy thousand five hundred to Seven hundred thousand. Um, like you mentioned, the universal DH. So both leagues will have a DH now, not just in the American League. Um, they've expanded um the postseason to twelve teams now. Um, nine inning games and um double hitters. And then and another thing, they said no runners um start like when they have extra innings. I think they would have a runner start on second second base. I think they're not doing that anymore. And I think there's something about them doing some type of clocked for like signals or something like that i was hearing something about that today but anyway so um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting because you got a sport in baseball that's already like struggling like to bring in a younger audience yeah. and then you have this then you have this you know whole situation it would have it would have been if they had to reach the deal it would definitely been disastrous because you probably would have lost a lot of fans with this because like I said, the fans suffer more so than anybody else. Not so much the players, not so much the owners, everything. The fans mm-hmm. suffer. So if we had a no a strike shortened season or had no season at all, you would have lost a lot a lot of your fan base when you're trying to already trying to grow. We've talked about it on here many times about trying to bring the game to a younger audience because most of the younger people are gravitating to or it's like football and basketball and other sports and everything. They're not like us. They grew up loving and watching and enjoying enjoying baseball. So that would have been disastrous. But I'm glad they finally worked everything out. Because it was, it was getting ugly. It was getting ugly, man. It, it was it was not pretty at all. It's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, and also too now correct me if I'm wrong, uh this is this season they are um, they're doing this whole thing with the umpire being mic'd up now. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like real okay. Now that they could have kept, but yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I guess that's them trying to bring baseball into the twenty twenty second century, as I, as I like to refer to it as. But 
yeah, I guess all oh, well, you know, football does it, so now we gonna do it. And yeah, I, I don't think I need to hear what umpires are saying. I, I don't think yeah. I need to necessarily hear that. And let's go to no, and, we 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 come to the games to hear that no. <laughs> and also too, that's gonna that's gonna slow down an already somewhat slow game down even more when mm. the umpire gotta turn his mic on and announce. You know what he, whatever it is he's saying and stuff. It's like, okay, y'all could have kept that, really, but well, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, hey, we'll we'll see how that works out. That's gonna be, that's gonna be very interesting. Like I said, opening day is on Thursday, and we got some pretty pretty good games on tap. I mean, you got uh, Yankees, Red Sox. That's always entertaining. You got Cubs, Brewers. Uh, Mets Nationals. You got the no longer the Cleveland Indians no more. The Guardians. Oh, the Cleveland gosh. Guardians taking taking on the Royals. You got Pirates Cardinals, and then you got Mariners Twins. Those are your games listed for opening day. Hmm. Um. Okay. <laughs> now, I, okay, I find it interesting that now we know why. Going to football for a second. We know why Washington, you know, are now well. They went to the football team, and now they're mm-hmm. the Commanders. We we, we know mm-hmm. why that happened. Right, 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 right. Um, was there a huge outright like cry for Cleveland to change their name? Or was was there a real like? Because I, I I'm not sure. Or not. Not 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 that I am aware of. I can't really say per se i don't remember the outrage like it was for um for washington i don't i don't for me i don't remember seeing like this outrage or outcry to say oh they gotta they gotta change the name for them and i mean will there be a big thing about atlanta changing their name at some point if that's the case I don't know. That's 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 a good question. <laughs> you you start to wonder about stuff like that, and the whole tomahawk chop chop and everything that they do there. You know, will will uh, they eventually change Florida State? Uh, you know, will they change their name at some point? Yeah. It, I mean, like I say, I understand. Where does it end? Yes, where does it end? Like I say, I understand about why Washington did it. I completely mm-hmm. understand that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh well, at the same time, are there? I mean, Cleveland. I mean, being the Indians, well, I don't know. That that was always kind of a weird surname for them, anyway. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. This. Well, wait. What's their name again? The what are they called? The, uh, the Guardians. Guardians. Cleveland Guardians. Guard- Okay, what the Guardians of the Galaxy? What? what, 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 what <laughs> like, like, come on, like, what? They could have come up with a better name than that, like Guardians. But, but then again, uh, I mean, when we was kind of going back through the history of some of these organizations and some of them, the names they was having, oh, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, some some of them teams, they, those names were ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Beanie, just like we're really like, come on now. <laughs> Oh man, it's comical, man. Like, wow, who's coming up with these names? And, and, and still, who's coming up with these names now? So, yeah, that's man. true. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But I mean, I what's guess. that the, the hockey team, the, the Kraken, the Seattle Kraken, or something like that? What, what is that? <laughs> Good lord! Oh my! Did the 
this about the octopus and stuff? I'm like, that's uh, like, who would have never, never known what that is? I'm like, what? Yeah, they, like I said, they, they get outrageous with some of these. these they really, they really do. They really do. They really so, do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in all seriousness, though, I think I think it should be some good games on Thursday. But yeah, Cleveland, they could have did better with that name. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember, too, when the video package and everything came out, too, they had Tom Hanks doing the monologue and everything for it. I'm like, wow. But when they actually announced the name, I'm like, really? The Guardians? Like, what? It's, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. With, like I say, with these names, they... Oh, madness. Yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. But, um... Yeah, so once, once they, um... Agreed upon a deal, you started seeing like the um free agency and stuff start to kind of kick in. It was kind of on pause. I mean, you saw some moves beforehand, but they really started to like kick in once they actually got a deal in place. But before the whole um before the um strike and everything took place, one of the big deals of the off season is one of our you know personal favorites, one old Mister uh, Mister Matt Scherzer. He um did not stay with the Dodgers. He signed. Signed on with the Mets. Um, he got a three-year deal worth 130 million, with like 43, with basically like 43 million a year. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, I thought we talked, we talked about this on here before. I figured he would stay with the Dodgers. I figured that would be the best spot for him. Team that team is like loaded, and I just figured that was just a perfect spot for him. But now he ends up with the with the Mets. And that's just like wow. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, well, yeah, it, it's weird that he that some way the Dodgers couldn't keep him because mm-hmm. I think that would have been something serious. Um, having him with the Dodgers. I mean, just last year with him with the Dodgers was kind of kind of scary. I mean, you know, they didn't get what they wanted to, but. I feel like they could have built something with him on that, you know, their pitching rotation and everything. But I mean, when you look at what um, they ended up doing and the players that they signed, and you know, so I kind of understand why they couldn't keep him. I guess because I guess they they rather have an elite lineup opposed to the pitching being elite. But I mean. You get Max Scherzer, you, you want to keep him, and I, I thought it was a, a very big surprise that he signed with the Mets. Like the hell, like the Mets, like really? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, look, we we talking about the Mets. The, the Mets, the Mets are the Mets. They they are who we thought they were. Yeah, right? oh, we thought they are right. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so yeah. I mean, is he gonna is he gonna put some butts in the seats? Yes, but. I don't see the, I don't see the Mets being this, you know, all of a sudden this uh, out of nowhere contender, um, and everything like a huge threat contender. Unlike the Dodgers, which like, they, I mean, we've talked about it on the show. Like Magic and Company, that organization, they really are building something special. And I think, I think as like time kind of goes by, we would just see like just how special, like, what they're doing with this Dodgers organization. And if he could have continued to be a part of that, that would have been something scary. But uh, everything happens for a reason. And, yeah, I mean, he's with the Mets, uh, so we probably won't 
be talking too too much about him <laughs> that much, but uh, yeah, um, it, it was a huge surprise, especially you know him leaving, him leaving, you know, from Washington to especially that whole trade that happened. Yeah, you know that whole thing, how that went when he went from Washington to the Dodgers. You know, it was like, well, okay, that's kind of crazy, and we saw what he did with the Dodgers. Oh, and it's like, yes, I want to see more of that. And now it's like, yeah, they didn't resign. Now he's with the Mets. Like, what? I'm like, okay. I know. I know. As a Naples fan, I'm like, oh, <laughs> my chest. <laughs> see him sign with the Mets. I mean, but it's it's hard. It's hard for me to hate to hate Max. I mean, he was great here. He helped us win a World Series. He had some great moments. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at right here now at the picture that you sent me, that little package you gave me. I mean, that will all, Max will always have a special place here, and it's going to be interesting, because the Mets, I mean, pitching-wise, I mean, they got him, they got um DeGrom, they got some solid pitchers, but like that lineup is nothing, you know, to write home about, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with him, and I think uh, they said that Grom is injured. He's going to be out for a while. So I guess Max will probably start opening day. But they said he was dealing with a, like a minor injury too. But And it's crazy. <laughs> they play the Nationals opening day too. So that's going to be crazy. He gets, his, he gets his first start at Nationals Park. Go figure, right? Yeah. <laughs> the irony, right? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy. I don't, I don't know. Because when, when I saw that he saw, I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. really? Like, why Why not? I mean, I guess that's the team that was going to give him the best money. Because, I mean, we don't know what the Dodgers probably even offered him or if they yeah, offered sure. him anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's him for the best interest of himself and for his family. So, can't knock the man for that, but still, it would have been cool to see him kind of continue with the Dodgers to help them build what they're trying to build. Absolutely. Definitely, for sure, for sure. And that's just one of the free agency moves from this um, offseason. A couple of these moves happened before the whole um, uh, new bargaining agreement was made. Um, Tampa Bay actually spending some money. They signed um, Wander Franco. He signed a 12-year, $223 million contract. And that's crazy for Tampa Bay because they're not known to spend big money like that. They're normally very frugal. They're not having a big payroll or anything. For them to spend that type of money on this guy is that's that that's, that's that says a whole lot because you never see you never see Tampa Bay spend money like you see the Yankees or Red Sox or Dodgers or one of these bigger market teams spending. So whenever they give a deal out like that is just crazy to me, man. Yeah, um, but again, hey kids, you want to make the big bucks? Baseball is where it's at. There it is. I'm telling you, you want to make the big money. You go to baseball. And um, some of the other deals that took place, um, another guy that signed with the Mets, uh, Javier Baez, used to be with the Cubs. He signed a six-year, $140 million contract with them. Uh, Corey Seager signed with the Texas Rangers for 10 years, $325 million. And let me see. uh, Chris Bryant, uh, he signed a seven-year, $182 million deal with the Rockies. Um... What's his name? Anthony Rizzo. He signed a two-year, 
$32 million with the Yankees. And let's see, Trevor Story, he signed a six-year, $140 million deal with the Red Sox. And um, we were just talking about the Dodgers. Now that lineup is even more loaded. They signed Freddie Freeman, formerly from the Braves, six years, $162 million deal. So... And these are the deals that took place after the bargaining agreement took place. But the money money was flying this offseason, man. <laughs> so some big money deals right there. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, like we spoke about a little earlier, you know, the Dodgers with Freddie Freeman is one of those people I was kind of referring to with that lineup getting more loaded. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the Braves are stupid for letting him go, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But, yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm going to be keeping my eye on uh, Magic's Dodgers this season because, yeah, that's going to be something scary to watch. So. Oh, oh, absolutely. That's definitely going to be something. I mean, that that lineup is loaded from top to bottom. You got him. You got Trey Turner. They are loaded. Uh, Mookie Betts is over there still. I mean, they are loaded over there with the Dodgers Magic. He's making some magic over there. He's definitely working his magic over there with them. They got, they got, they got a squad over there. Yeah, it's, it's definitely winning time. So Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um anything else on that uh free agency or anything else on the upcoming season? Anything else before we move on? Uh no, that's pretty much pretty much it for me. Oh, okay, cool. So let's get into this whole thing with um one of the rising stars in the game, uh Fernando Tatis Jr. Now he suffered a wrist injury. Um I noticed it once they started uh um, spring training and everything. And so reportedly, they said back in uh, December, he was in a motorcycle accident. Um, but when he was in the Dominican Republic, because they weren't too sure exactly of, like, what, what might cause this wrist injury. And then that report eventually came out. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, dude, like, what, what are you, what are you doing? You got, you got, to, you got to be smarter than that. Now, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but they say he's going to be out for a while. They didn't have him put, like, a timetable or anything on that, but for him to get an injury like that, it's just like, you just shake your head. It's like one of the rising stars, one of the faces, you know, one of the young faces of the game, and now he's out because of this injury. It didn't even happen while he was playing <laughs> playing baseball, so any thoughts on that? Uh, all I have to say is, you remember last season when him and um, what's his name? Uh, they got in, yeah, when they when they got into it in the dugout, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I don't know for some reason, you know, you were talking about everything that happened with him and his accident. I go back to that. I go back to that mm-hmm. moment because I feel mm-hmm. like that was more telling or even more pre- predicting of where Tati's head is and mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah he's kind of he's kind of screwing himself up and he's actually ruining the team in a sense because we've talked about it. you know the, the Padres was, was actually pretty damn good and yeah oh yeah and, I mean it's 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 nothing wrong with being the third best team behind the Dodgers and the Giants when you're in the same freaking division. But I think with him having the potential to be a huge star in this in this sport and 
you're on a team that is on the come up, you know, and the fact that the Dodgers have gotten a hell of a lot better. I mean, I know we kind of talked about the Dodgers a lot here in, you know, on, on this episode so far, but there's a reason for that because they are actually, you know, they're like, okay, we are trying to have a great team. Now, with, I mean, Dodgers got Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, you know, all these guys, Mookie Betts, all these guys. But Fernando Tatis, even though those guys are star players, Fernando Tatis Jr. has the potential to be a superstar player. And he's he's, he's screwing that up right now. Like, how, how are you getting into this freaking accident? Now you can't play. Your team is going to is going to suffer because of it. And it, it goes back to the whole Machado thing. Like, like, what are you doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. what are you like? What are you doing? You are the superstar of the team. It's like, I don't know. I guess it's like sometimes dudes don't realize. Their. Like their impact and their position really in the grand scheme of things. And I think that's kind of what was going on with him and Machado, where basically, like, Fernando, you need to realize, like, you are you are this great talent. You are the star of this team. You are the superstar of this team. Like, you have to set the example. But you're not, really. I know, yeah, you're still young, this, that, and the third. But still, it's like there's a lot of other young guys that's not doing some of the silly mess that you're doing. So I mean, because I mean, look at yeah. like a, look at look at look at like a Vlad Guerrero Jr. You know, they relatively around the same age. So mm-hmm. you know, he he's not out there doing no silly stuff like this, you know, and everything. But I don't know. It just some some guys they don't realize like just how impactful they really are to the sport and. Unfortunately for Fernando right now, he just kind of in this bad place. Hopefully, you know, once he get past this injury and hopefully he had time to reflect on it, you know, he'll come out better for it. But right now, it's like, yeah, this is an all-around bad look for him. So, and like I say, the team is suffering because. It is. I mean, that's that's one of the best guys in your lineup. You got got paid last year. You got the big contract and everything. He's one of the not only faces for the. Padres is one of the faces of the league. I mean, he was mm-hmm. on the cover of MLB The Show last year. This is one of the guys that we always talk about that you could market to and get, kind of get out there in commercials and kind of draw people into into the game. But that's just a this is just not a good good look for him at all. Now it says that he had the surgery on his wrist. Now he's going to be out for three months. So that's you know that's just unfortunate. That's gonna set the that's gonna set the pod base back right there. You lose him and that bat in your lineup for three months. That hurts. I know it's a long season, hundred and you know sixty two games and everything, but still, that's that's a loss. Yeah, for an injury that wasn't baseball related. Exactly, and 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 those freaking games they do count. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely, they they do count. <laughs> they definitely count. Like it's a long season, but those. Those those games count. I mean, they they start off the more first um those three months. They start off you know on a losing streak or something like that. You can't get those games back. Like you said, they count. Especially when you you 
you having those uh inner division series and everything mm-hmm. as, as later in the season those games have mattered you know where your oh, standing yeah. is in the division so absolutely absolutely so hopefully this this is a learning experience for him this is like the last type of incident that we have have with him because I, I like Fernando Tatis. He's fun to watch. I think he's good for the game and everything. So hopefully this is a learning experience for him. And we're gonna have to be, you know, seeing anything else like this from him. He learns from this. During that time off, he reflects and comes back a better player from this, I feel. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So. Mm-hmm. But um any other thoughts on that? Any other thoughts? No, I th- I think I said my piece. <laughs> Yeah, you said you said your piece. <laughs> um, I found this interesting. Now, now, he obviously may not be what he was in his peak, but I still find this pretty cool that he gets to kind of end his career basically where he started. Um, Albert Pujols, he signed a one-year deal to um, join the Cardinals. Now, that's where he started his career. He had a great run there. He was with the Angels for a long time, and he was with the Dodgers last year. Now he's going back to back to where it all started. And like I said, he may not be where he was at his peak, but to get to finish your career where it started, where he had his most success and everything, I think that's pretty cool. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. Like, this dude been playing for a long freaking time. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I remember when he signed that, you know, that contract with the Angels, and it was like, all right, well, we're gonna see what's gonna happen. And we saw what happened, and it's like, yeah, uh, that's what happens with sometimes the downside of those contracts is you pay for the front side, no, not so much for the for the back side because the back side of that is basically what happened with Albert Pujols. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's cool that he's he's getting a return back to to his old stomping ground where he pretty much made his name at. And you know he's gonna end his career with the team that he started with. So yeah, I mean it's basically gonna be a, a Albert Pujols farewell tour, basically. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, look at some of his his numbers over his career. I mean, he has a career batting average of two ninety seven, three thousand three hundred and one hits, six hundred seventy nine home runs, two thousand one hundred fifty. Uh, runs better than 10 all-star game appearances. He's a two-time World Series champion, three-time um, NL MVP, was Rookie of the Year in 2001, uh, two-time Gold Glove winner. He won the Hank Aaron Award two times, won the Roberto Clemente Award. He was the NL batting champion in 2003. He led the NL in home runs in 2009, 2010. I mean, he's had a great, 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 great career, so... I'm happy for him to get the start back where he um where it all started again. So like I said, like a farewell tour for him. So good for him. Yeah, and I mean, sounds like a Hall of Fame career to me. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, he's going back to the Cardinals, and then you got another guy who's retiring. I mean, Nationals fans know him quite well. Um, one Mr. Ryan Zimmerman. He's calling it quits. He's ending um. And in his career, I mean, he was he's been in the league since 2005, and was all but all that time with the Nationals. He was part of that World Series team. He was a two-time All-Star, Gold Glove winner, Silver Slug Award winner in 2009, 2010. 
Uh, career batting average 277, uh, 1,846 hits, 284 home runs, and 1,061 RBIs. But one of the big one of the big things about him was he was known for those walk off home runs. Nats fans know about him and the walk off home runs. He had 11 career walk off home runs. I want to say it was either the first game at Nationals Park or the last game at RFK Stadium. I think he hit up. I think it was the first game at National Park. I think he hit a walk-off um, home run, but he was the you know class act. He was like he was like the face of the franchise before like you know the Juan Sotos and the Bryce Harpers and everything got there. He was the face of the franchise. He was at third base, then he moved to first base and everything. But um, he had a great career. Um, any thoughts on Mr. Ryan Zimmerman hanging him up? I don't know if you followed him too much, but any thoughts on Ryan Zimmerman? Uh, I mean. Kind of here and there, um, and everything. I know you talked about him quite a bit, um, and everything when we, when we were talking about the Nationals. Um, uh, I would say that he's somewhat borderline Hall of Fame-er, mm-hmm. but you know, because certain people will never get in. So who's to say, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, Razum, you're gonna be in the Hall of Fame one day? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's had a good career, so yeah, kudos to him and. You know, at least he's he 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 knew when it was time to basically retire. So, so yeah, because you say two thousand five. So yeah, so. yeah, you mean two thousand five? Yep. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a long freaking time. I mean, that shoot. is oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, that's, so, yeah. that's, so I'm happy for him. He's he's one of the fan favorites. We we like we like Ryan Zimmerman. Yeah. So there you go. So it's always good when you're a fan favorite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not 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 when you um not when you Bryce Harper, but. there you go there you go um sticking with the nationals um juan soto now that he's got still got like i think like two or three years before he hits free agency but the nationals um they offered him a contract this off season they offered him a 13 year uh, 350 million dollar contract and he basically basically turned it down. And it wasn't like they did with some of the contracts that like they offered to Harper and Doan and I think a couple other people where a lot of that money was on the back end of the contract. You got a lot of deferred money. They said supposedly this wasn't one of those type of type of deals, but um, I figure if you're going to re-sign him, you're going to have to get into like the 400 million dollar range unfortunately i think that's i mean that's a lot of money but i mean this is one this is not one of those guys like i said you think fernando tatis um jr um vladimir guerrero jr juan soto these are some of the guys that are like the you know the future of the league these are guys that you can market and kind of help grow the game and help bring a younger audience into the mix but um, any thoughts on that? Him turning on that contract? How much do you think it's gonna take to keep him, keep him a national? I mean, okay, you say thirteen year contract. Thirteen years, three hundred fifty million dollars. So, so think about this. He's twenty three right now. Thirteen mm-hmm. years. He will be thirty six if he took mm-hmm. this contract. You know, when you know the length of that contract, he'll be thirty six when it ended. So. Mm-hmm. And he has how many years left on his current contract? I want to say two, at, least, at least two. I want to say at least got two more years before he has free agency. Okay, so so let's say, okay, so 
two years, he'll be 25. Mm-hmm. Right? So, mm-hmm. from his standpoint, why would I sign that contract now when I could probably continue to play how I'm playing right now, get to the end of that contract, become a free agent, and actually have something to bargain with when I put my name out there to see how much a team is willing to give me then. So from from his standpoint, it's actually kind of smart to do yeah. that. Instead of just, ah, yeah, I'm a, I, I want to be a, 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 you know, a national for life right now. Who's to say he doesn't, be, you know, continue, you know, he doesn't stay, but it is more of, okay, let me just see what somebody is willing to give me. And if the nationals will be willing to either um, match that or, you know, give me more. So like I say, from a business standpoint, that's actually smart. So it is, yeah. I mean, you, you gotta think about it, especially like some of the contracts we were talking about earlier. The money, the money is definitely out there. You see what some of these teams are willing to pay for some of these some of these players, especially you got a guy like Juan Soto. So I'm saying he's potentially like one of the best, if not the best, pure hitters in the league. I mean, teams, if the Nationals don't throw money out of them, I'm sure there'd be plenty of the teams lined up to throw some money at Juan hey, Soto. So I, I I'll throw this out there. Okay, so. Let's go back to the American League West. You got your, you got your Dodgers, right? Right. So you, you got them. You know, who's to say they don't come calling? Hey, let's try to get this lineup even better than what it is right now, right? So you got them. Then you got the Giants. Well, we want to continue to compete with the Dodgers. Hey, Juan, you want to come play with us? We are a World Series contender. Hey, what if in two years things ain't really working out so great with Fernando Tatis in the the, uh, Padres? Hey, Juan Soto, you want to come be the face of our franchise? You know? So, yeah, it's like maybe like okay maybe i could have a opportunity because i mean right now we don't know like what the nationals are really going to look because right now i feel like they're trying to refine their identity because they i mean they've lost some really good players as you are you know they lost some really good players so Mm -hmm. they're trying to rediscover who they are and Mm -hmm. Like I said, 25, if they're still basically trying to rebuild and trying to rediscover who they are, if you want Soto, do you really want to, like, do you really want to commit back to that? Or do you want to be like, hey, I actually want to be on a contending team right now and go for it? Because, again, you're going to play, you're going to pay the, if you sign a 13-year contract wherever, that's you basically saying my prime career is going to be with that team. You know, my my mm-hmm. prime years is going to be with whatever team I sign with. You, legit, we just saying like if another team decides to give him the same length, you know, time frame on a contract, my prime, the prime of my career is going to be spent with this team, and I w- would rather it be with a team that 
is actually building towards something opposed to, yeah, we just, you know, I'm just going to be the one who kind of helped bring, bring in tickets, but we're not really doing anything. Not saying, of course, that the Nationals is not going to eventually, you know, get back to where they once were, you know, like a World Series contender. But, you know, those, like I said, those two teams, especially the Dodgers and the Giants, they playing chess with each other, I feel like. So, and I think other teams is, is they, they're not going to realize it right now, but I think in the next couple of years, they're going to realize like, you know, we're going to be hearing Dodgers Giants a lot when it comes to the postseason. And I think they're going to be trying to one up each other as far as who they can sign, who they can get and to help get them over the hump and get them past the other to go to the world series. And, wouldn't be surprised if Juan Soto doesn't, you know, be like, hey, I want to go be on one of those teams. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And it's and that's a good point. It's kind of flipped a little bit. I mean, I still think I'm thinking like you talk about like Dodgers and Giants kind of back and forth, kind of seeing like, you know, back and forth, kind of playing chess back and forth, like making these moves and throwing this money and uh, everything out there. For a long time, it seemed like over on the um the AL side with the Red Sox and Yankees, you saw a lot mm-hmm. of that, like back and forth spending this money, yep. you know, back and forth. And those are still, I mean, it's still the Yankees, still the Red Sox. I mean, those are still good destinations, but they don't seem to be at that peak. Other, these other teams, like you said, like the Dodgers, like the um, Giants, like the Padres, these other teams are showing that, hey, you know, we, we, we can spend money too inside some of these players too. So I definitely see kind of a shift where a lot of more focus is on those those two teams. They don't seem to be like prime destinations for teams to teams to go to. I mean, like I said, I mean, still, I mean, the Yankees are the Yankees, the Red Sox are the Red Sox. But I think there's the other markets, some of these other markets, so I'm like, hey, you know, we can, you know, we can, we can sign, we can sign some people too. And even, I mean, I didn't even put, I didn't even put the Angels on there. I mean, a little bit because you got Shohei over there. Mm-hmm. They've re-signed Mike Trout. You saw Rendon sign there too. They've been, you know, known to kind of give out some of these big contracts too. So that's another one of those teams that's kind of in the mix. It's kind of saying, hey, you know, it's not just about the Yankees and Red Sox. It's not just about going to New York and Boston anymore. You know, some of these other teams are saying like, hey, we can, we, we can, we can spend money too. We can be contenders as well. So yeah, and I think about that. Those teams are all in the same freaking division. So. Exactly. That's the, that's, 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 that's crazy about it. That, 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 that's just wild when you think about it. It really, so, really is. So yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's gonna be some. Interesting to see, and I'm pretty sure he's probably looking at it like that. Like, yeah, it's more of a wait and see type of situation. So, mm-hmm. it definitely is. It definitely, definitely is. So that's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh, with Mr. Juan Soto. But um, speaking of the Angels and um, Shohei Itani, you know, your reigning MVP. Um, they put a rule in place. Um, they said MLB and MLBPA have agreed to the basically they call it the Shohei Atani rule, where if the starting pitchers are hitting in the lineup, they can remain as DH if they are replaced on the mound. So I found that very very interesting, especially you know with what Shohei Shohei did last season pitching and hitting. I think that's a um that's a pretty cool rule, and also too like if you, if you got other people that come along. 
I mean, Shohei, he's in a league of his own, but if you see somebody else coming along, kind of doing something kind of similar to what he's doing, they can still stay in the lineup as, you know, as the I think that's a pretty good rule. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, that's is actually kind of, yeah, it's a good thing, really. Um, And also, like I said, especially with him being the dual threat that he is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that actually is somewhat of a benefit to him, really. Because, I mean, you don't have too many other pitchers doing with what he's doing with the bat. You know, playing, you know, basically kind of taking it back to how, you know, well, quote unquote, old school, where he was a he's a pitcher, but also he, you know, he hits too and, and everything. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a cool rule that they decided to come up with because we saw what happened last year with him. And remember, they did kind of shut him down you know, a little bit because they wanted to like, hey, we actually want to preserve you, guy. We don't, we don't want you spending too much time, you know, doing both. So one side, we got to shut you down a little bit with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good one. I think it's going to be beneficial to him and any other people that come along with a similar similar type of skill set. So I think that's a very good rule. That very, that's very smart on MLB's part for that. But um, as we kind of wind things down here, let's get like I said, let's get into some, let's get into some um predictions here. Um, firstly on the uh, first on the um, the MVP side for the AL and the MVP. Now on the AL side, you had Shohei Otani, he was the AL MVP, and on the National League side, there was Bryce Harper, who was your MVP. Now for me. On my predictions for this year, I think on the AL side, I got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. winning MVP. He was so close last yeah. year. I think he actually wins it this year. And on the National League side, I may be a little biased with this, but I'm going to go Juan Soto. I think he's going to have a very good season. I think he's going to be in the mix. I think he wins He wins the MVP. Um, if you had to do any predictions now, who would be your, like, prediction just you know just just for fun who would you think would be the mvp for the al and for the nl side uh i mean i probably would go with vlad jr also because you know maybe he's like michael jordan i took this personally because you know we talked about that a lot last year it's like i i feel like vlad lost it because of the fact that Shohei was a dual threat, and mm-hmm. it wasn't, and to be honest, it wasn't fair to Vlad that you know, hey, I don't pitch, you know, I, right. I just, I'm, exactly. you know, yeah. so, and no one expected Shohei to have the season that he had on both sides, so that's why he won, but mm-hmm. Vlad had an MVP season, and I, I mean, I kind of thought that. Well, maybe they might split it, but yeah, MVPs, yeah. yeah, but they didn't. So yeah, maybe Vlad. You know, I'm taking this personally. I'm gonna come back, and I got something to prove this year. And you know, it's like I, I don't want to have any if and buts. So, you know, no doubts about me being the MVP. So yeah, on on that side, I can see him definitely winning the MVP on the National League side. Uh, yeah, I can see. I can see Juan Soto, but I don't. I can't really think of nobody else. 
you got Freddie Freeman, Harper could win it again, Mookie Betts. So, well, if, if Fernando Tatis Jr. was healthy, I would say he'd be in the mix, but obviously with the wrist injury, that's going to set yeah. him back from winning it. And, and see, the reason why I don't, I'm, I'm not considering anybody from the Dodgers with the Atlanta because I, I feel like, in a way, they're going to cancel each other out to mm. some degree. That, that's I, that's, yeah, that's that's the feeling I have with them. I feel like they are kind of going to cancel each other out a bit. So, I mean, I could be wrong. One of them could, you know, just have like a monster season because they're in that lineup and, you know, somebody is just going to get this hot streak going maybe. But right now, I, I'm not really trying to lean towards anybody from that Dodgers lineup because that, that's kind of too easy. Really, when you yeah. think about it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I, I guess I have to go with you with, with the whole Juan Soto thing by default, really. By default, yeah, there, and, you, go. I mean, there you go. I mean, <laughs> unless unless your boy, uh, you know, in, in Philly, he decides, well, I, I want to win back to back MVPs or something. So, you never know. But, I mean, he looked pretty good in spring training. He hit a, he, I think he hit a home run the other day. I'm like, man, he's, he's still got one of the nicest swings in the game right now. I mean, but yeah, I, he do, but you know, it's just something about him that rubs me the wrong way. But yeah, I, 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 I see it more now than with that now that he's with the Phillies. Because you no, know, we, we see him like, okay, you know, I like Bryce, you know, I let him slide on stuff. But now I, I see it more now while people had feelings about him now that he's with the Phillies. Ah, oh, now I see what you guys were talking yeah, so, about. So, like I say, something about I, him just rubs me the wrong way. I, I can see it now. But yeah, like I say, you, you never know. Like I say, because I mean, going back to what we were talking about regarding Juan, so like if he if he's gonna do what I'm kind of predicting or projecting onto him, like these next two years, he's really gonna ball all out. So when he comes mm-hmm. up in free agency, you know, mm-hmm. he gonna try to get the best deal possible. And what better way is, hey, I'm an MVP. So. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and it's gonna be very interesting with him. They're moving him to the number two spot in the mm-hmm. lineup, and also too, they signed Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz can still hit, so you're not just gonna be walking Juan Soto to get the Nelson Cruz. So he's gonna be he's gonna be seeing some pitches now. So yeah, so right there, that's gonna yeah, because yeah, so it's it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. It definitely, definitely is. Now, just real quick, um, let's make some predictions for some of these um division winners. Like over on the AL East side with the Red Sox, O's, Rays, Yankees, and Blue Jays. Who you see win the AL East this season? Um, I'm actually gonna kind of go out on a limb and say that the Blue Jays actually win it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I could definitely, I could definitely see that. <laughs> I could that, that you know what that 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 would not shock me one bit. It really it really wouldn't. I mean, the O's they're in rebuilding mode. The Red Sox and Yankees they they'll always be in the mix, but I don't think they are what they were at their like, peak or anything like that. I think the, like I said, the Rays would be in the mix, but it, you know what? That would not shock me. I'd be I'd be okay with that. If the Rays won the AL East, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. All right, over to the um the AL Century with the Royals, Tigers, Guardians, White Sox, and the Twins. <laughs> Who do you see winning that division? Well, I like I like the White Sox. I like the White Sox. 
Well, I don't I don't see Star Lord and Company, the Guardians. I don't see them winning it. But um, <laughs> um I'm I'll say the twins. I'll say the twins. That's cool. Cool. And the AL West with the Athletics, Rangers, them cheating Astros, <laughs> the Angels, and the Mariners. I'm going to say the Angels get it together this season, and they win this division. Um, I go to Angels. Yeah, I go to Angels too. Go to the Angels too? Yeah. All right. And over to the NL East, Marlins, Phillies, my Nats, Braves, and the who do you see winning the NL East? Well, we know who's not going to win it. I'm already going to say it. The Marlins are definitely not winning it. Right? <laughs> so. It is you said that they'll they have a good season. They'll win the division. Look, but you're right. Not, I don't see them winning the look, look, I mean, we didn't talk about it, but there's a reason why Derek Jesus said, I'm not going to be here. Oh, you know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I almost, I almost forgot that. That's right. Yeah, he, he peaced out. He said, I'm out of here. Yeah, because right. what did he say in his statement? We have two different philosophies about the, the future of this team. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. tells you more than anything. But um, mm-hmm. in all Absolutely. seriousness, um, I, I, I got to stick with my braids, man. I, I, I just got to stick with them. So... I know they lost Freddie Freeman, but still, I, I got to stick with the Braves. So, um, I actually kind of like the Phillies. That Phillies lineup is pretty good with Harper, uh, JT, and uh, Romuto, and they've added Kyle Schwarber, who was really hot last season. He was here with the Nationals. I could, I could see them. They got a pretty solid lineup. I can see the Phillies actually winning that division. All right, over to the NL Central. You got the Reds, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, Cardinals. Who you think might win this one? Uh, I'm going with Stan Ross and the Milwaukee Brewers. So, ah, anybody who who's seen Mister Three Thousand, they know who Stan Ross is. So, yeah, there you go, there you go. Very cool, <laughs> very cool. I like that. I like that. Me, ooh. Uh... That's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cardinals. I'm gonna say the Cardinals win the NL Central. Just got a feeling the Cardinals this year. Okay. All right, and over to the NL West: Padres, Giants, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, and the Rockies. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Magic's uh, Dodgers is gonna win. Yeah, I'm with you there. I remember last year. I mean, it, 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 it was it was neck and neck. It was it was down to the wire. I mean, it was just yeah. back and forth, and back and forth with that division. I see it being another close race. It's gonna come down to the Dodgers and Giants once again. I would say the Padres, but the whole thing, like I said, that Fernando Tatis injury that that sets them back. They were playing really good last year, but that's definitely gonna gonna hurt them. I think they could definitely be in the mix, but mm-hmm. I think it's gonna come down to the Giants and the Dodgers, and I see. I'm with you. I say the Dodgers um, take the division. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So that's it. Um, another good show here to kick off the season. I'll look forward to opening day this week and see what what's in store for this um um MLB season. But um, 
Last year we were doing a thing where we were kind of going over the different divisions and everything. We started, we were talking about the AL East, kind of history of that division. We talked about the O's, we talked about the Rays, we talked about the Blue Jays. Two teams left. Um, when we come back in two weeks, who you want to talk about? You want to talk about the Red Sox or you want to talk about the Yankees? Oh, let's do the Red Sox. Red Sox, okay. So next episode, when we come back in two weeks, not only will we be talking about um, what happened um, opening week with the opening day games and everything, but we'll be talking about the history of the, of the Red Sox. So look forward to that. But, Jay, another good episode. Anything you want to plug and promote before we get up out of here? Um, no, 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 not on, not on this episode. So, okay. Um, just for me, um, just follow me on Twitter at Moneymaker Chris as well as Instagram DC Sports Fan 23 and also at the Moneymaker 315. Follow this page's official Twitter account at slam underscore podcast. We'll be tweeting all throughout the course of the season. And um, also the website, thecashinexperience.com. Check that out as well. And that's all for me. But um, any last words to close out the first episode of the season? Uh, to quote one of our favorite characters, play ball! Hey, that's just... Fitting. That's fitting for this first episode. Like I said, that's exactly what they're going to do this Thursday. They're going to play ball. Love it, love it, love it. You guys take care. Be safe as always. And we will see you in two weeks. Peace out. Peace.